Psalm chapter 107. I'm going to read a couple verses together here, and then we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll look at some more passages of Scripture in a few moments. But let's go ahead and stand together in reverence to the Word of God. Psalm chapter 107. I'm going to start with verse number 1, and we'll just read to verse number 2. It says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let's pray. Father, I come to you this morning, and Lord, I ask you for your understanding, your wisdom, Lord, your counsel. I pray that uh, today, Lord, I'd hide behind the cross of your Son, and that... uh, Jesus Christ would be edified in the hearts and in the minds of these people. Father, I pray that, Lord, not only this morning that would be the case, but, Father, I pray that we'd walk out of here and, Father, that we'd carry with us this week the desire to lift up Christ. I ask that, Lord, if there are any today who are in this auditorium under the sound of this voice that that are unsaved, that today would be the day of their salvation. Father, help them not to leave here without knowing that heaven's their home because Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. Father, I ask for your Holy Spirit's presence to touch each and every heart. I pray that his, uh, Lord, his voice would speak to our, to our inner man and that we'd be attentive to heed what you have for us. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2, it says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. In verse 2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. If you've got your Bibles open, take them to Psalm 146. Verse number 1, Psalm 146, verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Then take your Bibles to Psalm 147. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord, for it is, a, it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. Then look at Psalm 148 in verse number 1. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. And you can go through that chapter and see how many times and in how many ways we are to. But Psalm 149, verse 1. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Psalm chapter 150, and we'll read all six verses. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 107, verse number 2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Psalms is a very expressive book, expresses many different emotions and feelings. But what it ends with, and we saw the last five chapters deal exclusively with praising the Lord. And this morning I want to talk about praising the Lord. I think it's 
such a prevalent theme found in the book of Psalms. Even through the good times, even through the tough times, we are to praise the Lord. But before we get into Psalm chapter 150, and that's where we're going to spend the rest of our morning, I want to say just a few, I guess, disclaimers. To praise him, number one, you must know him. To praise him, number one, you must know him. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy in chapter 1 and verse 12, he said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He said, I know him. And so, folks, we cannot praise him until we know him. we got a lot of people today who claim the name of Christ, but in all honesty, they do not know him. Uh, I'm going to just, I'm going to confess a, a personal pet peeve. I, I do not, I, I'm, I'm a sports nut. I love football, I love baseball, I love basketball. Golf is not a sport, so don't ask me about that one. But I love sports. I really do. I enjoy those things, and those things are entertaining, and they're fun to me. I, I do not like talking to someone who says, oh, I love the Packers when they can't tell me who plays for the Packers and who can't tell me what position they play. You don't love the Packers. All right? to, to be able to praise something is to know something. And so to, to praise God truly is to know God personally. And you need to understand that this morning, if you're sitting in this room and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, everything that you say positive about God, I promise you this morning, doesn't matter. It's immaterial to the God of God's. And you need to understand that in Matthew, Jesus said there'd be many that in that day would say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And later you'll see that God Almighty will say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. He said, your lips only gave me lip service. You never truly knew who I was. The things you said were things you heard other people who knew me say. And folks, I'm going to tell you something this morning. To truly praise God, you must first know Him. And I beg you to understand the importance of that. we got a lot of people today who use God. It's, it's, it's political season, amen? we got all sorts of people who won't use the term God, Jesus Christ, Lord, Savior until it's about a month or two before their election. And all of a sudden they get very religious. But I'm going to tell you something. They don't truly know Him. The words they speak are only lip service. They are not true exaltations from the heart. Number one, to praise Him, you must know Him. Number two, to praise Him, you must follow Him. To praise Him, you must follow Him. Jesus' first command to his disciples was follow me. Not praise me, follow me. A lot of people today will praise God with their mouth and disobey God with their life. And can I say this? If your life does not back up what your mouth is saying, it doesn't matter as far as God is concerned. God sees the reality of your heart. He sees the direction of your life. And so to follow him or to praise him, you must follow him. And let me say this thirdly. To praise him, you must love him. To praise him, you must love him. And these, these two, second and third things are so closely related. Jesus said if we do not obey him, we do not love him. And I want you to know this morning, if you try to praise him without loving him, you're as far off base as you could possibly be. To praise him, you must love him. I, I was thinking last night as I was putting some final thoughts together, and folks, i got to say this, we should make much of Christ, for he has made much of me. 
Jesus Christ loves me. Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ shed his blood for me. He has made much of me. If I love him, I will make much of him. And my friend, this morning, I want to challenge you to praise him. Number one, you must know him. You must follow him. And thirdly, you must love him. In Psalm chapter 150, there is one prevalent thought found throughout the chapter. Very simply, it's praise him. Thirteen times in these six verses, the word praise is used. If I'm not mistaken, and if I did my adding properly, this is the most times the word praise appears in a chapter. The word praise in this chapter means to make a show of, to boast of, to rave about, to celebrate, or to go overboard concerning. That's what it means to praise God. Now let me read that again so you properly understand. It means to make a show of, to boast of, to rave about, to celebrate, or to go overboard concerning. When's the last time you or I lifted up our unholy hands to a holy God? When's the last time our lips spoke of an incredible God? When's the last time you sang the hymns of the faith from the depths of your heart and you did it simply to praise the Son of God? You see, we're a Baptist church, amen? amen. Yeah, Baptist born, Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be Baptist dead, yes? <laughs> but I'm not dead yet. And folks, sometimes we've grown too stoic and too knowledgeable. We've grown too mature and we've forgotten what a great God we have. We have allowed our defeats to taint us. They've poisoned our outlook. They've dampened our expressions of love and praise to our Savior. They've extinguished our love for the perfect one. And I understand this morning. Please don't, don't miss what I'm trying to say. He has felt our defeats. He has touched with our griefs. He has borne our sorrows. But he rose and conquered them. And we forget that. Too many times, and I'm going to jump mics here, Jess. Too many times we forget that. We focus so much on our problems. We focus so much on our hurts. We focus so much on our grief that we forgot that Jesus Christ, He died for that. See, He bore my sin. But He also bore my guilt. He bore my pain. He bore my anguish. He bore my regrets. And He put them upon His body. And He died for them. And my friend, this morning, would we understand that is why we are to praise Him. Praise ye the Lord. Today, I would beg this congregation to lift our voices and praise the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Number one this morning, we're going to go through Psalm chapter 150. And we're just going to answer some very simple questions. Number one, let me ask According to this chapter, whom are we to praise? The Lord. We are to praise the Lord. The question is not, what is he this morning? Can I ask you? The question this morning is, what isn't he? You see, Jesus Christ is my all in all. He fulfills every desire, every purpose that I'll ever need. He is the Christ. He is the Savior. He is the Son of the Almighty God who gave his life for me. Who are we to praise? The Lord. And yet I wonder this morning, who are we truly praising? The NFL kicks off in about 45 minutes. And the season begins. And I wonder, are we praising a human being who can throw a football or catch a football or tackle an individual more than we're praising our Savior who died for us? 
Are we praising some Hollywood star? Are we praising some musician? Are we praising some individual in our lives more than we're praising the Lord? And folks, I'm going to be very honest with you. The answer for many of us today is yes, we are. Yes, we are. There are things that we hold in greater esteem than our Lord and Savior. You say, oh, oh, pastor, I, I, I'm not like, I, 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 don't, I don't like sports. I'm more spiritual. No, no. We all have things in our lives that we lift up and exalt, don't we? Some of us today, our, our, our hobbies are more important than our God. And we'll praise those. We'll talk endlessly about what we enjoy. When's the last time we talked endlessly about our Savior? We can talk for hours about the weather. We can talk for hours about the state of our country. We can talk for hours about the athletic fields. But we cannot talk for our Savior for a combined three minutes. And we say, well, well I just don't know what there is to say, my friend. What isn't there to say? We've missed the point. We've fallen off the wagon somewhere and we need to get back on. We need to come to a conclusion in our minds that Jesus Christ is above all. We say, well, He's the name above every name. I understand that, my friend, but He is above all. You just lock it down. It's solid. It's sure. It's steadfast. It's time that we praise our Savior. Praise who? Number one, the Lord. Number two question is where do we praise Him? In verse number 1, the Bible says, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the firmament of His power. I'm going to say a couple things here, and I want you to grasp hold of what I'm saying. You need to praise Him in the sanctuary. Now, first thought that comes to mind is right where we're at right now. Praise Him in the sanctuary. But that's not all that the Bible means here. It says, praise Him in the firmament of His power. Can I ask you today, where on earth is a place where you can get away from the presence of God? Where? And you can't get anywhere. I mean, you could be sitting in a jail cell this morning. I hope none of you go out to church and do that. But you could be sitting in a jail cell sometime today, and I promise you the presence of God is there. You can go to your home, and I promise you the presence of God is there. You can go out into the fields. You can go into the highways and the hedges, and the presence of God is there today. Where are we to praise Him? We say, well, we should praise Him in church. Amen. But that isn't where His presence is begins and ends. And some of us, that's the way we feel. The only time we carry a Bible, the only time we open a Bible, the only time we stand for prayer, the only time we, 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 we get into the Word of God is when we walk in the doors of a church. Help us. We are to praise God. Where in His sanctuary, in the firmament of His power. That means wherever you go, gentlemen, I can tell you for a surety this morning that God's presence is in your workplace. I can tell you with all surety, mothers and wives, that God's presence is in your home today. I can promise you young people that God's presence is in your school building. God's presence, there's nowhere you can go to get away from the presence of God. And I look at us today and I wonder, why are we just reserving praise for our God to this church? And I'll be honest, some of us even have a hard time doing that. I sit up here every week and I watch people during the song service with their arms folded and they don't want to sing and don't want to participate. And I wonder, honestly, in my heart, I wonder if you cannot praise God here, you got an issue. I'm sorry, but you got a problem. We ought to praise God, especially in His sanctuary, but we ought to praise God in the firmament of His power. You see, we've got to come to a place in our lives where we comprehend that our job is to praise Him. Where? everywhere. Thirdly, why do we praise Him? Why do we praise Him? In verse 2, the Bible says this, praise Him 
for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Isn't that great? God isn't just great. He's excellently great. The Bible, why do we praise him? For his mighty acts and according to his excellent greatness. Could I ask you this morning to look at your life and praise him? God has been good to us. We looked at Psalm 107 and verse 1 and the Bible says, For the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. God has been good to us. God has provided for us. God has given us above and beyond. I listened to Brother Rader for a few moments during Sunday school this morning and he talked about how we are a materialistically sick society. We got so much stuff. And I got to be honest, when's the last time we gave God credit for giving us all that? You see, we think we have earned it. We think we deserve it. We think we have obtained it. And I'm going to tell you something this morning. My friend, you need to look up to heaven and praise God for His mighty acts and for His excellent greatness. We have a great God this morning. But when's the last time you recognize the act of God in your life? I'm saved. Do you know God's been far more active than just that one great moment in your life? Do you know the mercies of God are new every morning? How many this morning did you see? How many things in your life have you noticed that God has done? How many of you broke down on the way to church today? Do you know for some of you in your vehicles, that's a miracle? I mean, some of you this morning, hey, hey, you got out of bed and you got to church on time. And I'm not going to point any fingers, but for some of you, that's a miracle. I mean, God is good. God has done some wonderful things. Now stop thinking about that guy across the auditorium who was late, all right? Stop that. Just stop it, all right? I'm thinking about him, but I don't want you to. Now, folks, what I want you to grasp hold of is, is you have some wonderful things in your life. Did you thank God today, husband, for your wife? Wife, did you thank God today for your husband? Did you look up to heaven and say, God, thank you for this spouse that you've blessed me with? Or did you grumble about her getting out to the car? We need to praise God for His mighty acts and for His excellent greatness. My friend, this morning, how many of you went hungry? And I mean truly hungry. And not that you didn't have what you wanted, but you didn't have anything. I would almost guarantee that everybody in this room, today, we have the ability to eat breakfast, whether we did or not. I mean, I look at it, and sometimes we go to the cupboard, and I ask my kids, what do you want for breakfast? It's amazing. They have a choice. There are options in the cupboard. They could have eggs. They can have cereal. They can have oatmeal. God help us. They can have, I I mean, folks, I look at it and we are so blessed. I mean, there was a day and a time in our country when people were lucky to have food. And nowadays, we have multiple choices of food and we grumble. Help us. What is going on in our hearts Why have we become such a wicked and perverse generation where we cannot look up to heaven and say, God, thank you for your excellent greatness. This morning, I look at my family and I look at my wife and she got a wonderful doctor report a year after a tumor was removed from her body. And I praise God for his excellent greatness. I looked at my little girl last night who several months ago had a major seizure and and, and just terrified us, scared us to death. And I looked today and she's a healthy little girl in her right mind. And i got to praise God for His excellent greatness. 
And I wonder today, where are the Christians who are lifting up the name of Jehovah God, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, and in His presence, praising Him for what He's done? We ought to go, my friends, to the ends of the world and not just share the gospel, but talk about the greatness of our Savior. I'm going to tell you right now, the problem with some of us sharing the gospel is people don't want what we have. They look at us and say, if that's Christianity and that's salvation, give me something else. What's wrong with us, Christian? We've lost the beauty of the simple fact that Jesus Christ saved my soul from hell and gave me a home in heaven. Ken, you don't have to ever worry about a drunk dude walking into your house again and sitting on the couch by you once you get to heaven. I mean it. You might have Kenny come by, but Kenny ain't going to be a drunk dude. I mean, folks, in, 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 but we've lost it. We've lost the ability to look up to heaven and just say, God, thank you. We, we, we go to a restaurant and we, we do the, 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 the five-second little nod prayer, you know, amen, right? God forbid anybody see me publicly pray. Folks, we ought to stand up and pray, man. Just have a prayer meeting at the restaurant this afternoon. Just go, folks, I'm going to pray and praise God for what he's done. I've got about two minutes before the order comes. I've eaten here before and they're slow. Let's pray together. You say, well, that'd be weird. You'll walk into the restaurant today and say, go Packers, when you see somebody with a green and gold hat on. Folks, we've lost the ability to praise God for his excellent greatness. God has been so good to us. I look at what we enjoy here in the United States of America. I didn't have to walk to church. I didn't have to ride an animal to church. I got to sit in an automobile and drive to church. I, I, I got to look in the cupboard today and decide what I wanted to eat. Today, I went over and I got some medication that helps me deal with some, some issues that I have. And I don't have to worry about my health as long as I'm taking that medication. I am so blessed this morning. And yet, I refuse so many times in my life to simply acknowledge God's goodness. You say, well, well I, I'm 21 years old. I got my whole life in front of me. You want to bet? Maybe it's time you start praising God for what he's given you instead of one day begging God to give it back to you. It's, it's wearying to me to watch as we've grown so arrogant in who we are. And my friend, in all honesty, in all reality, the Apostle Paul said that in me is that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He said, I am worthy of nothing. I ought to go to hell. But God in His excellent greatness has given me so much. We need to look at our lives this morning and praise Him. Hey, young people. If you're gifted with a mother and a father, you need to praise God for them. You say, my parents ain't what they are supposed to be. I know. I have three kids and they can say the same thing. But thank God you have them. Some children in this world don't, don't have a parent, a set of parents. They don't have a mother and a father who are there for them. Bible Baptist Church, when's the last time we thank God for our facilities? Our paved parking lot. Isn't that good? You look at our, our school building that just got remodeled this summer. We ought to praise God. We ought to praise God for our vacation Bible school that the Lord so richly blessed with numerous salvations. There were 70 decisions and I believe 50 first-time decisions for salvation. And we'll, we'll bicker and we'll complain about this and that, but why don't we praise God? Why don't we praise God for the music program? You hear the singing this morning, whether you were singing or not? Man, people chimed in. 
There's some churches you walk into, and I'm going to tell you right now, they are dead, dead, dead. You come in, and, and the music program, it sounds like a funeral eulogy. I mean, they're just playing something on the organ, and the piano's kind of chiming in, and that's it. If you hear a few people mumbling a song, folks, God has been good to us. But when's the last time we praise the Lord for what we have? When's the last time we praised God for how He's blessed us? Aren't you thankful that even though the temperature is kind of tough, in this tough time of year to get the temperature right, you're too hot, you're too cold, too hot, too cold, we have an air conditioner, we just turn on and say, keep it at this degree. Aren't you glad? I mean, we've been so blessed. But when's the last time we thanked God for His... And folks, I'm just talking about things that are right on the surface. I'm not talking about the, the incredible things and the awesome things that God... I'm just talking about things on the surface. Things that are blatantly obvious to us all. And yet, many of us have forgotten to praise God for that. For God, we ought to praise God for His goodness in our health. We ought to praise God for His goodness in our finances. We ought to praise God for His goodness in our jobs. We ought to praise God for His goodness in our homes and our automobiles. We ought to praise God for our family. We ought to praise God for what He's done in Jesus Christ. We ought to praise God for the country He's allowed us to grow up in. We ought to praise God for the ability and the freedom we have to worship Him. We ought to praise God for our place in the family of Almighty God. We ought to praise Him for His grace and His mercy. We ought to praise Him for salvation and for heaven. We ought to praise Him for hope and a crown of glory one day. And yet I look at us and honestly, folks, where is that? Where is that in our lives? Where is that in our families? Where is that in our church? We say, well, well I know I'm supposed to praise Him. Then why don't we? David, as the Ark of the Covenant was being brought back into the capital city. David danced and the Bible says leaped for joy. His wife looking out of an upper window saw him and the Bible says she despised him in her heart. David rebuked his wife. God did as well. But he said I was just praising God. You see folks we've lost the ability to get excited about the things of God. Somebody got saved today. Oh, good, good. Praise the Lord. Really? Is that all you have to say? A soul just got transferred from a home for eternity in hell to glory. And all you can say is, oh, that's good. That's nice. That's sweet. Oh, I'm so happy. It was just a child, though. Right? That's our response. There ought to, we talk about how heaven rejoices over one lost sinner who comes home. Folks, can I ask you, if it's true that when I die, and I have Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I go to be with my Lord in heaven, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Can I ask you what our response in heaven is going to be when Jesus Christ looks at everyone up there and says, another one just came home. Why do we need to wait till then? We ought to praise Him for His excellent greatness. My friend today, grab hold of something deep down in your heart and realize we all get very uplifted and excited about certain things. And it's time that we grab hold of that and attach that to the fact that our God is very good and excellently great. Fourthly this morning, how do we praise Him? In verse number 3, it says, Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. 
Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Verse 6 says, Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. How do you praise Him? With any old cotton-picking thing you got in your possession. Right? You say, Pastor, I can't play a musical instrument. Thank God. I'm glad you don't try. But praise Him. Praise Him with your mouth. You say, well, well, I can do this and praise Him. You praise God with what He's allowed you to have. And folks, I look at us today and we say, well, well I, I just am not that kind of person. God has given you something to praise Him with. Are you lifting it up this morning to glorify your Savior? Well, I, just, I just don't believe in that. Then you're not obeying the Word of God. You know, some Baptist churches you go into, they'll thump their Bibles. Amen? You ever been there? Watch them thump that Bible. Praise God. Some churches you go into, down south especially, them old women, they'll take, and young women too, and they'll take out them little hankies and they'll wave them. Praise God. You'll go into some churches and nothing happens. Heaven help us. Folks, there ought to be something inside of us that says I'm going to praise the Lord with what He's given me. Man, I, I, love, I love the simple fact that the book of Psalms says just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. When we sing, you just lift up your rotten voice and praise God. And it doesn't matter if the guy next to you thinks you're awful. You just praise God and God is pleased. God doesn't care how you sound. You know who gave you your voice this morning? God did. God knows how you sound and it doesn't bother Him. I did. I wondered uh, years ago why God allowed me to be a pastor. My voice is not deep and authoritative. I don't have that ability. I don't have that type of voice. And I've practiced. It just doesn't come. But I can praise God with what I've been given. And this morning, my friend, you can praise God with what you've been given. This morning, if somebody just praised the Lord, could I ask you what would be your response? If somebody just got up and said, praise God, hallelujah. Oh, oh how, how rude. How disruptive. What's going on with that individual? Maybe they just got right with God. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. You, you, don't, you don't need a music team and a praise and worship team to get you worked up for Jesus Christ. You just need to get the Holy Spirit of God upon your life. There are people say, well, make me feel good. I don't need to make you feel good. You should because Jesus Christ died for you. And that's why we don't praise Him. It's because we got to feel it. Brother, you should already know it in your heart. You shouldn't have to wait for somebody to, to whip you up into a state of euphoria. Oh, praise the Lord! What's wrong with you? You know in a half hour you're going to go out of here and smoke a cigarette. You know next tomorrow night you're going to go out and, and drink a 24-pack. Don't give me this stuff about praising the Lord. No, no, no. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a temporary feeling. You've gotten into the mob mentality because everybody else is doing it. No, no, no. A real Christian praising God does it anywhere and everywhere and they do it with whatever they got. Fellas, with your hammers at work, you praise God. Yes? Every time you hit your thumb, you say, praise the Lord. <laughs> Folks, we got to praise God. We have lost the ability to just say, God has been good to me, and I'm not going to be ashamed to testify. Folks, why don't we go to our jobs and say, thank God I have the health to come here and work with you idiots. <laughs> I have the patience not to kill a one of you. Praise God. Folks, but we, we just, well, I'm too spiritual. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to offend anyone. Do you know you don't care? I'm a Packer fan, and Ron, you know it. 
And I don't care if you're offended about it. You get over it or you won't. But why don't we feel that way about Jesus Christ? Oh, the atheist may get mad at me. Good. I hope the atheist gets a little worked up. Oh, the, the homosexual might think I'm offensive. Good. Do you know that if you take a stand for Christ, that in the eyes of the world, you are offensive? Now, I think you ought to do it praising Him. I don't think you ought to do it saying, I'm going to be offensive. I think you ought to say, oh, man, I love God so much, I just can't stop talking about Him. Now, folks, this morning when we get a hold of it, because it's heartbreaking to watch our young people are growing up in a generation of Christians who have never heard mama and daddy and grandpa and grandpa, the pastor and the deacon, say praise God and hallelujah for his goodness. Well, I'd like to share a testimony tonight. I'm going through real hard. I, mm. When you start a testimony, could you just start out with the fact how good God's been? Testimonies and praising the Lord isn't in time for us to say, well, now, you pray for me. I'm going through a real hard time. No, no, no. You praise God for what he's done. You praise God how he's pulled you through. You praise God for his excellent greatness. You praise him with whatever he's, whatever, with whatever he's given you in your hand. And my friend tonight, I wish you'd get a hold of that. I wish it's this morning, by the way. We're not here tonight. I'm not going to preach that long. I should. Praise the Lord. Yeah, thanks, Brother Payne. That was not sincere. Me and the Lord both know that. But praise Him. How? Well, with whatever's in your hand. You know, the greatest instrument of all was created directly by God. It isn't the drums, it's not the trumpet, it's not the trombone, it's not the clarinet. The greatest trumpet or the greatest instrument of all is your voice. We will sing one day in glory of the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. This morning, lift up your voice. Raise your voice and praise Him. Psalm 107, verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But lastly, I need to answer this question. We talked about who we're supposed to praise. We talked about where we're supposed to praise Him. We talked about what we're supposed to praise Him for. We talked about what we're supposed to praise Him with. But the last question is, who should praise Him? If you'll notice, Psalm 146 and 147 and 148 and 149 and Psalm 150, they all start and Psalm 150 ends with this statement, Praise ye the Lord. Now I love the Old English. love the King James because it says, Praise ye the Lord. See, ye is a first-person pronoun. You is a plural. You means everybody. Ye means you personally. This morning, who should praise Him? You should. Everything that hath breath, you. You. If you're breathing this morning, praise Him. You say, Pastor, you don't, you don't understand how hard my life is. Praise Him. You say, but, but I, everybody else should because their life is good. Their car's running. Their, their, their home is bigger than mine. And their family's happier than mine. Their kids are more obedient than mine. And they should praise God, but not me. No, no, no. You're missing it. 
We read six separate times this morning the term, praise ye the Lord. Now you may not want to, but I'm sorry, you can't argue with the Word of God. Well, well, my life is in shambles. When it gets back to the way I want it to be, then I'll praise God. No, 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 no. No, you praise Him now. Because if you can't praise Him now, you won't praise Him then. And too many of us are looking and saying, well, well I, I just want the Lord to do something for me. He already has. Praise Him. You. You say, but, but, but I'm uncomfortable. Get over yourself. All right? In the privacy of your house today or with a bunch of buddies, you'll scream and holler over an interception or a fumble or a touchdown. And you'll go, look at that! Unbelievable! He just... And then it comes to the Lord and we say, well, <laughs> you know, at, at church I might say amen under my breath, but that's as, that's as religious as I am. What is wrong with us? We ought to praise the Lord. Who should praise Him? You. You. Oh, not all of us. Don't say, oh, Pastor, we should all do it. Yeah, I know that. You should. I should. Let's stop playing a game with God and say, well, well, God, you know, some of us are going through hard times. You don't think God knows that? You don't think God knows that your health is an issue? You don't think that the Lord knows that your finances are tight? You don't think that God knows you're dealing with difficult trials? He says, I already knew that. I'm the one who allowed that into your life. Lift up your voice and praise me. I've often wondered, folks, why God does things for people who praise Him. And can I tell you, it's not because God likes to hear it. It's because they obey it. They obey Him. When people praise God, God has a way of saying, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you're being obedient to me in this area in your life, and I will exalt you, and I will lift you up. Because, you know, when you're praising God, you're not praising you. I love some people. I'd like to thank the Lord for how awesome a Christian I am. Paraphrasing that, you know. Uh, the, the Lord has really used me bountifully. Shut up and just praise God. Give Him the glory. See, when you're praising the Lord, you know what you're doing with yourself? Nothing. You're making much of God. Making much of Christ. And you don't matter. And when we praise Him, God says that's exactly what I want. And He says in 1 Peter that we will humble ourselves. He will exalt us. In due time. How does praising come into that? Because when you're praising God, you're not the focal point. Please, God, I just, I just ask that you take care of me. He is. He's providing for you. You have food to eat. Clothing on your back. Timothy says, with that, be content. But we go further than that. We got a house and a roof over our heads. We got an automobile to drive. And by the way, we have a whole lot more than one outfit of clothing to wear. Yeah? Yeah, some of you ladies, you go into that mothball closet of yours, and you have 27,000 outfits, some of the outfits, and, and it's great. You know, you ladies, you go in there, and you clean it out, and it's like, oh, I haven't seen this in two years. It's in your closet. It's your item of clothing. We've been so blessed. But we're not lifting up our voices. And friend, can I say this? If you can say no to a lot of those things I said about God being good, you can praise Him if you're born again. For just that. You could be penniless, homeless, 
you, couldn't, you could be starving, but if you got a home in heaven, man, you could praise him. The fact of the matter is, it's not that we don't have enough to praise him. It's that we don't. Truth be told, every single one of us could get up behind this pulpit, talk behind that microphone, and we could talk for hours, truth be told, about the things God has done for us. God did this, God did that, God did that, God provided there, God has done this, God has taken care of that, God has healed this. You could just go on and on and on, and we all could. But we don't praise Him. And this morning, I just want to focus on that for a moment. It says, praise ye the Lord. Hey, you. Stop griping at everybody else and just praise God. Stop being concerned with the whole world. Just praise the Lord. My friend, could you grasp that? And please, church, let's be a church where God is praised. You know, there's so much I want to say as I close, and i got a whole page of notes here. Scared, terrified. What a difference it would make if we just start praising God. You know, it's fun to be around people who are excited. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what they're excited about. But we all have, but we have something incredible to be excited about. We have a God in heaven. We have a Savior that lives within us, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And here we are. Folks, I think some of us, it's time that we look at some things and get right. And friend, if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ, you're missing out on the biggest blessing this world has to offer, this world and the next has to offer. If you're sitting in here this morning, you're without a Savior, you're without Christ, Man, during the invitation in just a few moments, you come forward. I'll have someone that knows the Bible show you from the Word of God, not my Word, not my way, because my way don't work, but from God's way, from God's Word. They'll show you how you can be born again. Friend, don't leave here without that. And Christian, let's start praising God. Let's not pride ourselves in how knowledgeable we are. Let's praise God and pride ourselves in how great a God we have. You say, well, well, I've been a Christian for 25 years. I know, why are you so dead? The longer you're saved, the more excited you should get, shouldn't you? Right? I mean, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Folks, this morning... If you're without Christ, friend, if you're sitting there and you're not born again, and there's something in your heart that's saying, hey, <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get a hold of this heaven and health issue. I've got to get hold of it. Mean, I, I, I there's, there's something in my heart that's telling me everything's not okay. If you're not 100% sure that heaven's your home, today would you come down during the invitation? If you're a fellow, I'll have a man show you from the Word of God. If you're a lady, I'll have a lady show you from the Word of God how you can be born again. Christian, are you praising the Lord? You say, well, <laughs> Pastor, 
you know, we, we, we don't do that here. No, we should, and we ought to, and we need to. More importantly than that, you do. Too many times when we talk about Christianity, we use the word we. It's about time we just say, hey, it's me. <laughs> it's me, oh Lord. I'm the one that needs the help. I'm the one that needs to get things straightened out. And friend, if, if that's the case, if you need to start praising God, and I think we all do, without a shadow of a doubt, the scriptures bear it out. I think we need to come to an altar this morning, take some things up with God, and say, God, I'm going to start lifting up your name. The world uses it in vain, but I'm going to lift it up. And I'm going to glorify it and edify it in my life, and it's going to be obvious. Hey, fellas, your jobs, they need to hear about Christ and his excellent greatness. They need to hear about that little miracle that God provided for you this morning. Instead of just having you watch the world go by. Let's start praising him. As the instruments begin to play, if the Lord's laid something in your heart, you come to the altar. Well, come on back tonight and uh, be a part of the service. Our brother Rader, he and his family, they'll be presenting their burden for the country of Peru. We want you to be here for that this evening at 7 p.m. and uh, take advantage of that. Praise God, folks. Let's go home. Let's praise God. Let's praise him. Let's make much of God. He has made much of us. Let's be dismissed with a word of prayer.